Shalom, shalom, Israel, giving all praise to the Most High and to his son, Yahweh Shai. Uh, today's class, Israel cannot stand divided against itself. And uh, the reason uh, we are coming out with this class today is because we cannot build this nation divided in two. You know, why have we been uh, off of the top for so long? Why have we been on the bottom for so long? Because we can't come together as a nation and do and do the same thing. Walk the same walk. Walk the same path. There's only one way to the kingdom. So if everybody in Israel walking on that way to the kingdom, we'd all be united. But the reason that we are not united is because some people's walking that walk to the kingdom. Some people's walking that walk to vainglory. Some people's walking that walk to pride. Some people's walking that walk to pleasing their wives. Some people's walking that walk to pleasing their flesh. We cannot build this nation with three, four, five different point of views. We all got to have the same understanding. And if we don't do that, we're going to fall, you know. But we know the prophecy is we're going to stand, but we're just letting you know. Matthew chapter 12, verse 9. Let's get started. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 9. And when he departed thence, he went into their synagogue. He's talking about Yahweh. Read on. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? That they might what? That they might accuse him. See, this is the same thing Bishop went over. He's saying, Behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. We know that's not talking about an actual withered hand. It's saying, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days, to correct, to bring understanding? To help that person get their life in order on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him. We got a lot of people's another reason why we divided as a nation is because we always trying to accuse somebody of something. We don't have any evidence, any proof, but our feelings get hurt. And now somebody's the devil. See. Israel has got a pointing fingers spirit on them. A blaming somebody else for your issues, spirit on them. See, one thing that I've learned in this walk is you can't blame nobody else for your wickedness. That is, if you can understand that concept, you can get to the kingdom. If you can't understand that concept, you will never get to the kingdom. Because you will never, ever change yourself, correct yourself, or repent. But when you understand the concept of you cannot blame somebody else for your faults. See the, see, the scriptures say that if a man is walking in the way of the Lord, he's all, everything he do will be established. So if everything you do is not being established, clearly you are not walking in the ways of the Lord. You cannot blame that on somebody else. But Israel got their spirit on them where, where they, they car payments start getting backed up and they want to point the finger. Where they wife not listening to them and they want to point the finger. They children being disobedient and getting kicked out of school and they want to point the finger. Their health is falling into the gutter and they want to point the finger. Their job is looking to fire them and they want to point the finger. And the ones they normally want to blame are the ones that was trying to help them the whole time. Because don't the scriptures say 
they hate him that rebuketh at the gates? Is that rebuke at the gate supposed to hurt you or help you? See, give me first Timothy 5 and 17. He said that they might accuse him. Let's see what Israel likes to do with that accu accusational spirit. First Timothy 5 and 17. First Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17. Read. Let the elders that rule well. That what? That rule well. That's See, that's the condition. Let the elders that rule well. You got a lot of people out here calling themselves elders and they ain't ruling nothing. You know, a lot of people out here giving themselves titles and they're not really over anything. They're not helping the nation to move forward. They're not actually benefiting their peoples. They're not teaching anybody anything. When you teaching out this Bible, that is a serious responsibility. You know, you can't just go into this Bible and pull some precepts and, and think that you're about to help somebody. You have to actually speak to their spirit. You know, a lot of people go in here and try to break down parables. Israel, a lot of times, don't really need parables. We know we got brothers in here that will break down parables. And all praises because they will bring them to you in a way that you can understand. Make it seem like milk. Give it to you Give it to you in a way that you can grow thereby. A lot of people out here breaking down parables just for the vainglory, man. Breaking down parables ain't fully breaking them down correctly. Just so they can look good in front of the camera. But it say, let the elders that rule well. When you see elders that are ruling well, those are the ones that don't play no games with you. Those are the ones that's going to tell it, tell you like it is. Those are the ones that don't eat, don't care about being your friend. You know, elders that rule well are not your buddy, buddy, pal, pal. They're the ones that's going to tell you, Ock, you wicked. They're the ones that's going to tell you, Ock, you got a lazy spirit on you. They're the ones that's going to tell you, Ock, you need to get your house in order. See, those are the elders that rule well. Those are the ones you should love. Now, the ones that's always in your face giving you those flattering words, those are the ones you need to watch out for. Because the Bible tells you about them flattering words. The ones that's always in your ear like, man, you know, you, you should be that one in leadership. Oh, oh, you know what, uh, man, you know, you got that real good spirit on you, bro. You know, you, 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 you be always having that wisdom. You know, man, yo, you know, they be telling you get your house in order. Man, I, when I look at you, I see a brew that I look up to. See, when somebody's always in your ear telling you good things, those are the ones you need to watch. Read. Be counted worthy of double honor. He say, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. So why is it that when the elders rule well, everybody want to throw accusations? Was Yahweh not ruling well? Out there teaching the people the word. Out there raising up the nation from the dust that they was in. Giving them back their hands after they was withered. You know, but what they going to do? Ask him a silly question that they might accuse him. See, that's what Israel, the same thing that happened back then is the same thing happening today. While the men of God are trying to raise up the nation, you got some Israelites over here in their feelings, throwing accusations around, divided against us. See, count worthy of doubles honors. Read. Especially they who labor. Who what? Who labor. Read. In the word and doctrine. He say, especially they who labor. See, when you're reading these scriptures, are you under, are you comparing them to yourself? Look at yourself. Do you really labor? And when you examining, do I labor? Examine your life. You know, when you go to work, you work for eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day. How hard do you work for Esau? Now, when you're working for Esau, are you always on your phone? You know, are you always on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram? Are you always, you know, uh, distracted, talking to somebody, hanging out? 
you know, eating pizza all day, chilling. Is that the way you work for Esau or do you diligently work for Esau so you can keep your job, so you can get that paycheck, so you can take care of your family, so you can collect on that on that on that 401k? Do you not do that? So why is it that when men want to go work for the Lord, now it's chill time? Men's want to go work for the Lord and now it's, oh, you know, everything cool. You know, you can do that or you can do it tomorrow, you know. But when you go work for Esau, I got to get taken care of today, right? Don't we have quotas to meet when we go to work for Esau? So when you examine elders, those are the men that take this work for the Lord 10 times more seriously than they take it for Esau. They'll go work for Esau and they'll do a good job and they'll go work for the Lord and they'll do a fantastic job. Those are the elders that rule well. The ones that go work for Esau and do a good job and go work for the Most High and do a slackish job, those are the ones that do not rule well. Read on. For the scripture said, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. He said, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. So it's saying when you got something working for you, you shall not take away its reward. That's what it's saying. That ox, when that ox is out there treading that corn, he's doing a job. His reward for doing that job is he gets to eat all that corn that he's that he's treading down. That is a good thing for him to do. So why is it that when the men of the Lord doing the work, you want to take away everything from them? See, a lot of times, see, the thing is, you got Israelites out here say they want the kingdom, right? A man is out here. Men are out here. Several men out here working day and night. To get you that kingdom. What do you do? Try to take away his reward. Try to take away their reward. That is a nation divided against itself. That is a body. With an immune system. That's fighting against itself. That's like you know. What, what, what that old saying that you say back in the day. Stop hitting yourself. That's what Israel is doing. See. But read on. And. The laborer is worthy of his reward. The laborer is worthy of his reward. Give me Leviticus 19.13. Let's get the laws on this, the understanding. Read that out. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 13. Thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor. Thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor. Thou shalt not take away that which rightfully belongs to him. See, thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor. Read, neither rob him. Because when you are dealing with an elder that it rules well and does diligent work in the, in the Most High God's army, and he, the Bible say that man is worthy of double honors, when you do not give those double honors, you know what you're doing? You're robbing them. That you're not giving the ox his ability to eat while he treads. It's the same thing. See? But read on. The wages of him that is hired shall not abide with thee all night until the morning. But see, again, I say, Israelites say they want the kingdom. But when men's are over here working, men's around Israel, and it's not just in one body, I guarantee you this is happening around the world, in all camps. A lot of camps are having elders that are Probably rebuking at the gate, being very diligent, doing the work of the Lord. And those same people that say they want the kingdom are the same people that hate them. The same people that wish death upon them. Because if you're going to talk down to somebody, you really think that same person is going to also wish for you to get the kingdom? You hearing about a brother talking about you behind your back. 
You think that same brother is praying at night that you that you that you get the kingdom or that you repent from whatever they say you did or that you get the spirit of wisdom? No, that brother praying at night that you get some kind of destruction on you. That brother praying at night that you get in a car wreck or something. That's what's going on because the same whatever utters out of a man's mouth is the same way his heart is going to be. Read on. Thou shalt not curse the death. Give me uh, verse 15. Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. See, it says specifically, you shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. So that means when you are deciding on a situation and you're saying, okay, is that brother in the right or in the wrong? You literally have to be able to back up everything you say with a law out of the Bible. And the thing is, you can't back up things you say with laws out the Bible if you ain't keeping the laws yourself. One thing that really gets everybody, one thing I noticed, gets every murmurer in the world when they dealing with leadership or any leaders of Israel that is doing the rebuking and they have a problem with it, they will never ever follow Leviticus 19. Matter of fact, go to it. Leviticus 19, 17. Jump down to it. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 17. Read. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. Those same people that's doing all the judgment, all the judging, are the same peoples that will not abide by this law right here. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Read. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor. That's the law you should, you should judge somebody by. If somebody's coming to you saying something about somebody, if they don't follow this, you should ask them, did you go and rebuke that person? Read on. And not suffer sin upon him. And remove that. You saying they in sin. Did you tell them about that sin? Did you back it up with a scripture? Did you go to them with the Bible and open up the Bible and do righteous judgment? Or are you just in your feelings judging something, but you ain't got no laws to back it up? See, read on. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. That's see, when you, every time somebody is murmured against somebody else, it's because they have not gone to them and talked it out. Every single time that I've seen somebody go and talk it out with somebody, it don't always have to end in 100% agreement. Two people can disagree, but if you talk it out with somebody, nine times out of ten, it's not going to end in murmuring. Because you talked it out with them. You're not going to go and talk it out with somebody. And you may end on a disagreement, but you both have their respect for each other. You're not going to end up going over to somebody else and like, yeah, I know. I just had an agreement with disagreement with that brother. Now, da, 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 this at a third. That only comes when you refuse to ever go and talk to that person in the first place. Most likely, most of the time it's because they're afraid, though. They have that fear for that person because they know that person that's doing the rebuking is going to pull out that Bible. Read on. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. See, that's the problem. That specific part right there. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. A lot of people do not even love themselves. Because when you love yourself, it's dang near impossible to hate somebody else. You know, unless they, you know, not they wicked. You know, the scriptures say we're supposed to hate the wicked. But when you're dealing with your brothers, if you love yourself, if you keeping the commandments, if you if you if you want to get to the kingdom. And you really love yourself. It's really hard to hate a brother over there. That's also keeping the commandments. Doing what the most high say. And also love himself. It's hard to do that. It really did. The, the two things don't mix. Jump back up to verse 15. Verse 15. Ye shall do 
no unrighteousness in judgment. Read. Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor. And that's where you also got brothers and sisters got respective persons. They like this person, but they do not like this person. So whatever that person that they like, they're going to listen to them. It could be wrong as all out hell. It could have nothing to do with the Bible. It could go completely against the laws of God. But because they like that person, they're going to listen. And because they don't like this person over here that's trying to bring the nation together, that's coming out the laws of God, they're not going to hear anything they say. They're going to find something wrong with it because they got respect to persons and they got unrighteousness in judgment. Read on. Nor honor the person of the mighty. Read. But it is righteousness, but in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor. Give me 1 Corinthians 9 and 18. First Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 18. Read. First Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 18. Read. What is my reward then? Hold on. What did it say? What is my reward then? See, it say, what is our reward then for doing this work? See, a lot of people will say, see, you want the double honors. You want that vain glory. No, we're saying, what is our reward then? Read. Verily that, when I preach the gospel. When we preach the gospel, read. I may make the gospel of Christ without charge. We don't want nothing from anybody. All we want is righteousness in Israel so we can get out of captivity. Why can't we get that? Why is it that, you know, you, you, you got a problem with, 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 uh, with, with respecting towards leadership. You got a problem with listening to the elders. You got a problem with taking correction, but you ain't got a problem with keeping us in slavery. See, it's a, the only thing we want, we don't even want to charge anything for what we do. We don't care what you say about us. As long as you keep in the commandments of God, you can keep your mouth shut. It's all good, you know, but that's a, but they always got to have something negative coming out their mouth. Read. For though I be free from all men. No, you didn't finish it out. I may make the gospel of Christ. Read. I may make the gospel of Christ without charge. Read. That I abuse not my power in the gospel. See, we're not. The thing is, is leadership in one body. Leadership, good leadership in Israel is not going to abuse their power. Good leadership in Israel just wants you to get right. That's why they don't ask for nothing from you. All they do is give you. That's And that's the thing. The brothers that people's be hating is the ones that do the most for them. That's what it is. The righteous leaders in Israel are the ones that will sit down with you and counsel for two or three hours just to help get you right. Didn't didn't ask for a dime. Didn't ask for any anything from you. Didn't ask for you to uh, 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 come over their house and clean up or nothing. Just sat there with you, helped you get your house right so you could be happy. See, give me uh, 1 Timothy 5 and 19. Let's go back. First Timothy chapter 5 and verse 19. Read. Against an elder. Against an elder. Read. Receive not an accusation. He said against a man that's doing the work of the Lord diligently, is, is ruling well, is passing righteous judgment. He said receive no accusation against them. Because nine times out of ten when somebody is accusing a righteous leader, it is because they got rebuked. Or it is because they got corrected. It is because they don't like something they said. That's what it be. You know, 
And it don't ever be accusations like I seen that brother uh, watching uh, watching some wicked on his laptop, or I seen that brother he lied to somebody, or I seen that brother steal something out of Walmart, or I seen that brother light somebody's house on fire. It never be an accusation like out of the law. It always be an accusation of that brother said something to me. That's what the accusation always is. If the if the leader is wicked, you gonna find you gonna catch him in some other kind of wickedness. Why is it that you never catch him in those sins? Ah, that brother was cheating with somebody's wife. Uh, that brother was lusting on somebody. Uh, that that brother stole something out of my pocket. Uh, that brother charged me, overcharged me for something. You can never find those accusations, though. Read on. But before two or three witnesses, he said. But before two or three witnesses. So a lot of people's man, they gonna take that two or three witnesses and say, "Well, I got." Me, wicked brother, and that wicked brother over there, we two witnesses, and we can, so we can accuse, because the Bible said we can accuse with two or three witnesses. See, is that what the Bible talking about? Say, as long as you get another witness, another dude that think the same thing you think, that you righteous now? Let's get what that's really talking about. Give me that in Deuteronomy, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 13 and 1. Let's get to 2 Corinthians 13 and 1 real quick. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1. Read. This is the third time I am coming to you in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Shall every word be established? He's saying the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. There go that word established again. That means it's for sure. Let's find out what's the only thing for sure. Deuteronomy 31 and 24. He say, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 24. Read. And it came to pass when Moses had made an end of writing the words of this law in a book until they were finished, that Moses commanded the Levites, which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law. And put it in the side of the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against thee. He said that it may be there for a witness against thee. That witness is talking about laws. It's not talking about, I think that brother over there said something wrong to me. This brother over here also thought that brother said something wrong to me. We two or three witnesses so we can accuse and judge. That's not what that's talking about. It say you got to have two or three laws that say exactly what you're saying or two or three scriptures in this Bible that say exactly what you're saying. It's not talking about peoples. It's talking about laws. So everything you're saying, you got to be back it up, be able to back it up with precept upon precept. But a lot of people, man, they pull that one precept. They got that one precept. See, the Bible say this. Then you, you come in the accusation. We pull 10 precepts and you like. But but remember, my one precept said this. Too many people got that spirit on them. Read on. For I know thy rebellion. He said, for I know thy rebellion. Why would he say this? Because Israel has, it's a, it's a constant reoccurrence with Israel. Israel has a spirit of rebellion on it. It's not a new thing. There ain't no new thing under the sun. The same thing the Israelites was doing to Moses. The same thing the Israelites was doing to Samuel. 
The same thing the Israelites was doing to, to, to King David, to King Solomon. Same thing the Israelites was doing to Yahweh Shah. Same thing they're doing today. Rebelling. Israel do not, and that's another, that's another class coming too. Israel do not like it when men are in rulership. They hate that. They hate it when a man is in charge of them, especially other men. Men with pride, they hate it when men's have when men's tell them what to do. They don't like that. When men's are in charge of them, they don't like that. In the kingdom, they're not gonna like that. You're not gonna get to the kingdom because that's what the way the kingdom is set up. Because it is gonna be even more serious in the kingdom. You in the kingdom. Somebody comes up to you and says, this is what you need to do. Here's a task to complete. Go and complete it. You can be like, who, who is he telling me what to do, man? In my lane. What that, that's when you get your head rolled off. Because you ain't know that order was coming directly from Yahweh. Read on. And thy stiff neck. And thy stiff neck. Read. Behold, while I am yet alive with you this day, ye have been rebellious against the Lord. And how much more after my death? And see that—that's one thing you got to be. We Israel, you know, we in one body worried about that for real, because all the peoples that's rebellious against righteous rulership and and judgment now, while we here, what happened when we disappear? Israel, see, give me a uh, Matthew twelve and ten. See, you got the leadership here in one body, the bishop. See, a lot of people go up against the bishop because that brother deals with peoples the way you're supposed to deal with peoples, like a father. So all these people's rebelling against his leadership right now. How much more will it be when he die? Or when the deacon of beer goes? Or when the deacon Yochanan goes? Or when the captains go? Or when the officers go, how much more rebellion will come? That's what should worry Israel. But Israel too busy worried about what somebody said to them, though. That's the problem with that's a, that's that's Israel's number one worry. Israel don't worry about starvation. Israel don't worry about kidnappings. Israel don't worry about murder. Israel don't worry about drugs in our communities. Israel don't worry about homelessness. Israel don't worry about none of this. Israel worried about somebody say something bad to me, and I don't like it. That's Israel's number one worry right now. It's like it's like number five hunger, number four murder, number three Esau, number two the black woman is the devil, and, and number one I don't like he said that to me. That's what that's that's what Israel's concerned. That's their priorities right there. See, give me uh Matthew twelve and ten. Matthew chapter twelve and verse ten. And behold, there is a man. Which had his hand withered, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? That they might accuse him. A lot of people's only reason they have opened their mouth is to fulfill their own their own agenda. Read. And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And in it and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day. Will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? And that's all we're trying to do. That's all leadership ever do try to do is lift you out of your own pit. You dig the pit for yourself and the leaders of Israel try to pull you out. But see, we're too busy fighting against ourselves, man. Fighting against our own kingdom. You're begging for the kingdom 
and then you fight against it. What the what 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 did uh what did the Most High say to to Paul? He say it is too hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Our people's man, they kicking against them pricks hard, man. Read. How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do do to do well on the Sabbath day. See, give me uh read on. Then said he to the man, stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole, like as the other. And he healed him. And that's what you see, brothers and sisters come in here, man, and they be having issues. Brothers and sisters come in here, house completely out of order, don't know how to spend money, don't don't know how to take care of their responsibilities. Brothers and sisters come in here, whoremongers, drug addicts, you know, whores, you know, don't know how to keep a job. Then they come in here and they get healed. And now they can take care of responsibilities. They can pay their rent. They can take care of their family. You know, they, they getting slowly on their feet. But then you got the brothers that come in here and never grow. There was a tree that was dead, was never able to soak up water, was never able to grow any fruit, was never able to grow any roots, was never, never able to set up a stable foundation. And you know who they going to blame it on? The same one that was watering the fruitful trees. They're going to say, well, why didn't you do this for me? He said, I gave you the same amount of water I gave those other trees. Why, why didn't you grow like them? Because you was over here sucking up that water of gall. That, that water of affliction. See? Read on. Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him. How they might destroy him. And that's what brothers do, man. When they see somebody else prospering. When they see the leadership of Israel helping somebody else, they quick to take counsel against them because they don't like the fact that they're not growing the same way. That's that spirit of jealousy and envy in Israel, man. They don't like the fact that they're not growing, but that brother over there is in the spirit all the time. That sister over there is developing. That brother over there is making sure that his business is taken care of. But you, you came in here two years ago in one way and you still the same way. And you ain't developed or grown at all. See, that's when brothers start getting that spirit of Cain on them. So they held a council how they might destroy him. Same way Cain did. Let's get. See, the thing is, this is not a new thing in Israel. Let's get another example of this happening in Israel. Give me Genesis 37 and 2. Genesis chapter 37 and verse 2. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Balaam and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wife. So this was Joseph, and he was out there with his brethren feeding the flocks. Read. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Their what? Their evil report. He told the truth. Every time when his brothers was, was doing stuff that was not in the spirit, he came to his father and he told the truth because he wanted them to get right. And he knew the only person that could do it was his father. How do you think his brothers felt about that? But see, that's what when you got leadership, that's what leadership do. When leadership see you doing something off, they're going to come to you and they're going to tell you. They're going to give you that correction. When, when some, one of the fellow soldiers, one of your fellow brothers, see something off with you, you know what they do? They go and they tell leadership. So leadership can come and give you that correction. But brothers who are not in the spirit, man, they hate that. But this is not the first time this has happened. Let's get the proof. 
jump down to Leviticus 5 and 1. Let's get the law on that. Why did he go and tell his father that evil report? Let's get what law he was keeping. Leviticus chapter 5 and verse 1. Read. And if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness, whether he had seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his iniquity. So it say if you see one of your brothers or sisters not keeping the commandments of God, if you do not bring it to the leadership, if you do not bring it to the elders of Israel and make it known, then you shall also bear that sin. So Joseph was keeping the laws. But a lot of people, they got the, they, they, they don't like that. They don't like it when a brother see their wickedness and bring it out and bring it to the light. And then they get corrected on it to help save their life. They don't like that. They wanted that brother to, I guess, keep their secret or something like that. Give me Genesis 37 and 3. Let's continue on. Genesis chapter 37 and verse 3. Read. Now Israel loved Joseph. More than all his children. Because he was the son of his old age. And some peoples will get that extra love. But see, a lot of people don't understand what that means. When somebody's getting that extra love, that's that man who's getting that extra wisdom. He's getting that extra understanding. He's developing into that extra large tree. He's developing into that mighty leader. See, that's the one that the Most High is showing that favor to. But a lot of brothers, they don't like that one brother gets more favor than the other. That's the way it's always been. It's always been like that. One person gets more favor than the others. It don't mean the Most High love anybody less. It just means that the Most High has to build up a leader. The Most High has to give somebody the understanding because a bunch of wicked Negroes running around talking smack. So he's got to raise up somebody to defend his name. Read on. And he made him. A coat of many colors. And he gave him all the wisdom and understanding. Read. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him. They what? They hated him. That's what it be, man. It don't be, it don't be, because I'm going to tell you, I tell you again. If a brother is, if you murmuring against a leadership or a man of Israel or the judge of Israel, if you're not coming with actual like sins, Saying that brother stole from me, or that brother cheated on my cheated, uh, slept with my wife, or that brother charged me extra for this, or that brother uh, did something to me. But every time they talking about him, it's because he says something off to them. It's because they hate the fact that that brother got more wisdom. That's all it is. They hate the fact that that, that brother got the understanding. They hate the fact that that brother got the austerity. They hate the fact that that brother got the coat of many colors. But read on. And could not speak peaceably unto him. And see, it's the same thing going on in Israel, man. It's saying when you hate that man, you can't even talk peaceably unto him. You can't say nothing good about that person. You can't say nothing good to that person. When you're talking about them, you might say, oh, yeah, it's a good brother. But, 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 this, 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 that. I don't like this. I don't like that. See, let me give me uh, Romans 12 and 18. He said they could not speak peaceably unto him. But what do the Bible say about living peaceably? Romans chapter 12 and verse 18. If it be possible, 
as much as life in you. Live peaceably with all men. See, they forget about that, man. They're going to live peaceably with this wicked nigga over here. They're going to live peaceably with that nigga on the street selling drugs. They're going to live peaceably with that with that person that either, either might charge them extra on their phone bill. But when it comes to the man that's trying to bring order into their life, they're not going to live peaceably with him. They're going to hate him until, the, until, they, until they die of their wickedness. Give me Isaiah 59 and 8. Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 8. Read. The way of peace they know not. They will never know the way of peace. Read. And there is no judgment in their going. That is the way of peace. Judgment. You have to have judgment. If, if there was no judgment for a wife cheating on her husband, she would cheat on her husband. So the only way you can have peace is to have a judgment. You have to have judgment. You have to have correction. You have to have order. Otherwise, you would never have peace. But that's why those people that hate when people correct them, those are the ones that will never, ever have peace in their house. Because if they can't get corrected, how are they going to correct their wife? So now their wife and they running their mouth, running her mouth, doing whatever she want to do. And now they have a household that never has any peace because they couldn't take no correction. See, if you if there was no judgment for, for murdering, what would brothers be doing? Murdering. So you would never know peace. Give me Isaiah 48, 22. Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 22. Read. There is no peace. There is what? There is no peace. Read. Said the Lord unto the wicked. Unto the what? Unto the wicked. He said there is no peace unto the wicked. If you not operating in the spirit, you will never have peace. And that's why every time I see somebody go up against correction, go up against leadership, hate what the Most High is bringing out through a certain brother or through a certain group of brothers, I know that brother will never have peace in his household. And I always tell him, anytime I have a conversation with somebody that really is, is, is running away from correction, I always tell him, you know what's going to happen to you? Your car going to get broke down. Your wife going to leave you. You're going to lose your job. You're not going to be able to pay your rent. You're going to be... Uh, crawling, you you gonna be crawling around on all fours. Your whole life is gonna shut down in front of your eyes because the Bible say you can never have any peace. See, especially for somebody that know the truth and walk away from it. Genesis thirty seven and five. Genesis chapter thirty seven and verse five. Read. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it. His brethren. See, that's what leadership and the men of Israel that are prophets be doing. They be dreaming a dream, having a vision, have a vision for the nation of Israel, and they tell it to all their brethren. This is the this is the dream. This is the vision. Read. And they hated him yet the more. And the, and the, all they gonna do is hate him even more because he's the man with the vision. Because he's the man with the dream. They are going to hate him even more for that. Because they didn't have the dream. Because they didn't have the vision. Because they wasn't the one who leading Israel into the promised land. Yeah, jump down to verse 13. Verse 13. And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said unto him, 
Here I am. So he went to go see his brother in Shechem. Jump down to verse 18. Verse 18. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And that's what be happening in Israel. And people be thinking when they say slay him that it just means to kill him. No. When you slandering somebody's name, that's slaying them. When you talking against somebody's character, that is slaying them. When you are refusing to hear or or refusing to uh, to abide by the laws of tail bearing, that is slaying somebody. It say they conspired against him to slay them because if it was up to the people that's murmuring, you wouldn't even get to the kingdom. The man, if I was to correct somebody right now, tell him, brother, you being wicked, you need to get yourself right. You're not taking care of your business. If they was they was to leave and run off, and they say they're still in the truth. And they start talking behind my back. Do you think they really, if if they, if, they, if they was the judge telling who can go in the kingdom and who cannot, you think they would let me in the kingdom? No. They'd be like, that brother told me something I didn't want to hurt. Send him to that lake of fire. That's what it be. Read. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. Behold, the prophet cometh. Read. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him. And cast him into some pit. And we will say. Some evil beast hath devoured him. He say let's conspire together to destroy this brother. And we'll just say he had a demon on him. We'll just say that brother was wicked. Or that brother was committing some sin. But really we know that we just don't like him. But we just going to say he, he, was in, he was not in the spirit. See read on. And we shall see. What will become of his dream? And we're going to see what shall become of his vision. Of his dream for the future. And then we're going to bring our dream of the future to pass. Brothers don't even be having no dream, man. 1 Samuel 18 and 5. Get another example. First Samuel. Chapter 18 and verse 5. Read. And David went out. Whither, whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people. And also in the sight of Saul's servants. See, it said that David did everything he was asked to do. Behaved himself wisely. And everybody looked up to this person. See, read on. And it came to pass as they came. When David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistines, that the woman came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets with joy and with instruments of music. And the woman answered one another as they played and said, Saul had slain his thousands and David his ten thousand. They gave him double honors. See, read on. And Saul was very wroth, and the same displeased him. He didn't like that. He didn't like that this brother right here was was getting more props than he was. And that's where that that's where a lot of this really come from, man. A lot of people they want to be the rulers. They want to be the man that's telling everybody they wicked. They want to be the man that's over people that everybody look up to. They want to be that nigga in the hood. Read. And he said, "They have ascribed unto David ten thousands." And to me, they have ascribed but thousands. But that brother did his, that, that brother killed ten thousands. And Saul killed thousands. They wasn't lying. 
David put in that work. Read. And what can he have more but the kingdom? And saw I David from the day and forward. He say, saw I David from that day and forward. That's all it takes. All it takes is for a brother just to get some more props than you. And now you got an evil odds for that brother for the rest of your life. And that's what a lot, that's the spirit a lot of these brothers be acting in, man. They cannot come together and do the work of the Lord as a unit because one brother over here got more of the spirit of the Lord than they do. And they can't stand it. They think that we all supposed to be equal or something. Matthew 12 and 14. The Bible always say one man get more. One man got five talents. One man got two talents. One man got one talent. Matthew 12 and 14. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 14. Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him, how they might destroy him. But when Shah knew it, he withdrew himself from thence. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all, and charged them that they should not make him known, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, Behold, my servant, who I have chosen. He say his servant, whom I have chosen, has healed great multitudes. That's how you know a great leader of Israel when they have literally healed great multitudes. A lot of these brothers who be talking, murmuring, got that spirit of envy, don't like somebody because they got they correcting them. Have they healed multitudes? No. They ain't even healed one. But the, but but now they the prophet of the Lord. Now they the men who got the understanding. Read on. My beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall shew judgment unto the Gentiles. He shall not strive. How many can say that they have not strived, gone against, had contentions, been had a grudge against somebody, you know, has had a spirit of envy or hatred against somebody. How many can say that they really have not been in that spirit as of late? He say he shall not strive. When you like your Hawashai, you're not going to strive. You're going to do the work. You're not going to be worried about petty things. Read. Nor cry. Nor are you going to be worried about your own feelings. You know, the real men of Israel, they're not, they're not worried about these peoples that's coming, trying to hurt their feelings. This is not about my feelings. It's not about you know, uh, the bishop feelings. It's not about the captain's feelings. It's not about the deacon's feelings. It's about Israel. It's about our nation. Read. Neither shall any man hear his voice in the street. Neither you ain't going to hear the men of Israel. You're not going to hear them murmuring. You're not going to hear their voice in the streets like, like you're going to hear the wicked brothers. Always got their mouth running. Every time you hear our mouth, it's going to be the work of the Lord. Waking up an Israelite. Showing somebody the truth. Giving them the light of the word. Giving them the true understanding. Proverbs 16 and 10. Let's get some understanding on, he say, that king, that man who he chose. What, 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 what should a king act like? What are the characteristics of a king? Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 10. A divine sentence is in the lips of the king. He say a divine sentence is in the lips of the king. Read. His mouth transgressed not in judgment. He said when he judges, it's not going to be a sin. Everything he says is going to be according to the Bible. That's a just king. Read. 
Hey, just weight and balance are the Lord. Just weight and balance everything. If if I'm telling you to do it, I'm doing it. See what I'm saying? Read. All the weights of the bag are his work. It is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness. So if you go to a man that's saying he is leader over the nation, guiding the nation, if you tell him he's wicked, you should be able to back it up. And that man should care. You know, but if you go into him, if you if you go into him and you showing him proof and you backing everything up and that brother don't want to hear it and that brother not listening to the Bible, then that's not a good leader. But if you don't even want to go to that brother and show him out the scriptures, you don't even want to try and, and, and make your point or plead your cause. That should tell you something about yourself. That means you can't really back it up with the scriptures. Read. For the throne is established by righteousness. He said for the throne is established by righteousness. The only way you can lead the nation is through righteousness. When you lead in the right let nation in unrighteousness, the most high God will uproot you. That's why the scriptures say, let these men alone. Read. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. So the men of the most high are naturally going to love the men who speak righteousness. If you find that the men of the most high don't really deal with you, it's probably because you got a spirit on you. And you need to examine that. See, that's one thing that I ha have noticed. You know, some brothers, they, 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 they get real in their feelings about those kinds of things. You know, but when if I was to see, you know, brother don't want to deal with me, I'm not going to be mad at them. I'm going to be like, what am I doing that's making me not somebody that he want to deal with? What spirit do I have on me that makes that brother not want to deal with me? Let me go and get that spirit off of me so I can be joined with my brother. Read. The wrath of a king is a messenger of death, but a wise man will pacify it. And that's another thing, man. Men don't fear the leaders of the Lord, man. You think the leaders of Israel gonna be gonna, gonna be uh, uh, soft? Like they 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 afraid to defend themselves? See, leaders of Israel, people people don't people don't know. In the kingdom, you talking against the man that's correcting you, you gonna get your head cut off. That's the way it's gonna be. You got it good now because you can talk your smack, and ain't nobody gonna touch you. You got it real good now. You think King David was playing that mess? You think King Solomon was playing that mess? You think Samuel was playing that mess? You think Elijah was playing that mess? You should read about those brothers, man. You talk smack against them, they brought fire down from heaven. It wasn't no game. Read. And the light of the king's countenance is light, and his favor is a cloud of the latter rain. But you got a lot of people who talk smack straight to the king's face. That's what people do, man. Because they ain't got no respect. That's that's another thing, man. People want respect, but they don't want to give respect. Matthew 12 and 20. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 20. A bruised reed shall he not break, and smoking flax shall he not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. You don't. And in his name shall the Gentiles trust. Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. And he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. So, we know that man was not actually blind and deaf or could not speak 
That man just did not have no understanding, possessed with a demon. Brother had wicked spirits on him. Could not understand the things that was right in front of him. And that brother healed him. Yahweh was literally out there bringing people back from the dead, man. Read on. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? Is that is that not that nigga I seen out in the hood? Is that not that man I seen out there living living that living that life? Now he's the prophet of Israel? Read. But when the Pharisees heard it. But when the Pharisees heard it, see, when they got word that that brother was being a, a man of the Lord, read. They said, this fellow did not cast out devils. This, this man ain't, ain't really healing. Read. But by Beelzebub, the prince of the devil. He's going to say that brother got a, an evil spirit on him. Brother came in here. Didn't have no understanding. Couldn't take care of his responsibilities. Couldn't lead his family in righteousness. Now everything in his house is in order. Now, now he can take care of all his bills. Now he can feed his family. But the brother that helped him do all that, he got he got demons on him. Apparently. See? Let me get 2 Peter 2 and 10. Second Peter. Chapter 2 and verse 10. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness. A lot of people, they just look at lust like it's that sexual desire. Lust does not mean sexual desire. It just means desire. It just means desire of the flesh. Chiefly, them that walk after their flesh in the lust of uncleanness. They always want to please their flesh. And one thing about it, your flesh is not just talking about this. Your flesh is talking about your mind. Pleasing your flesh can be pleasing your pride, making you feel good about yourself, you know, making you think that you're right about what you're thinking. That can be pleasing your flesh. You know, pleasing your flesh can be mental as well. Read. And despise government. And despise. They hate it when somebody rules over them. They hate it when somebody tells them what to do. They hate it when somebody sets up order in the nation. They cannot stand it. Read. Presumptuous are they self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignity. They're not afraid to speak evil of somebody doing the work of the Lord diligently. They're not afraid to speak evil of a man's dignity. Read. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, Bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. He say the messengers of the Lord, which are greater in power and might. See, we're not all equal. See, you got regular Hebrews, and then you got the, the archangels of the Lord meant to deliver the word. He say, bring not against them any railing accusation. That's in the scriptures, man. Read. But these as natural brute beasts. There, there goes that natural brute beast again. Read. Made to be taken and destroyed. Some people are literally made to be destroyed, man. And those are the people you got to watch out for. Israel, I'm going to challenge Israel today. You know, Lord willing, Israel, take heed. If somebody come to you talking about somebody else, every time somebody come to you talking about somebody else, challenge them and say, go talk to them. Every single time that somebody tell you something about somebody, somebody say, I don't like that he did this 
or or he shouldn't have did it like that or this is the way that he should have done it. Tell them to go tell that person to their face. If Israel do that, we'll have 100% less problems. Read. Speak evil of the things that they understand not. That's the problem with Israel, man. They are happy to speak evil of things they don't even understand. They have not fully examined. Read. And shall utterly perish in their own corruption. And shall perish in their own corruption. Matthew 12 and 25. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 25. Read. And Yahweh Shah knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Let's get that desolation. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Isaiah 51, 17. That's what's happening with our nation today. Because we are divided against ourselves, because we cannot come together because of our own hatred and envy, we are coming to desolation. Read this, Ark. Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 17. Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, which has drunk at the hand of the Lord the cup of his fury. Thou hast drunk in the dregs of the cup of trembling and wrung them out. There is none to guide her among all the sons whom, he, whom she has brought forth. He say, awake Israel, who has drunk at the hand of the Lord the cup of his fury. There is none to guide her among all the sons whom she has brought forth. That means none of these peoples who are doing any of this running their mouth are standing up to lead the nation. Any of those brothers or sisters that want to talk about the leaders of Israel, challenge them. Go, 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 go buy you some land. Challenge them. Go get, go get you, go get you some sheep and some, some goats, some chickens, and support yourself. Challenge them. I want you to do everything by the Bible. Challenge them to, 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 to study the laws diligently every single day and night. Challenge them. They're not gonna do it. They're gonna keep on living that same nigga lifestyle they've been living. But now they're the holy ones. Read on. Neither is there any that taketh her by the hand of all the sons that she hath brought up. Read. These two things are coming to thee. Who shall be sorry for thee? Who, who gonna be sorry for us? Who gonna help Israel if Israel don't want to help Israel? Read. Desolation and destruction. Desolation and destruction. Because nobody wants to stand up for our nation, man. Nobody wants to actually be about the peoples instead of being about themselves. See, you know a man that won't give his life for the nation because he that man that won't even stop running his mouth for the nation. A man that won't stop running his mouth for the nation is a man that will not give his life for the nation. When the time comes for the Edomites to say, eat this pork or die, that's the man who's going to eat that pork. That man who can't stop running his mouth, that's the man who's going to eat that bacon. See? Read on. And the famine. And the sword, by whom shall I comfort thee? Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets, as a wild bull in a net. They are full of fear of the Lord, the rebuke of thy God. Matthew 12 and 25. Let's go back.
Matthew chapter 12 and verse 25. Read. And Yahweh Shah knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. That's why we own them slave ships. That's why we in slavery today. Because we cannot come together and walk the same path. We always have to be divided against each other. But you know there's only one way to the kingdom, right? So that means well, somebody's got to be right and somebody's got to be wrong. You really willing to take that chance? Read on. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Psalms 127 and 1. Psalm chapter 127 and verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. The thing is, if you're not doing everything in the spirit of the Lord, it will never prosper. If you see somebody prospering in the things they're doing, it is because they are doing it in the spirit of the Lord. Now, you got people who going to prosper in Esau's kingdom. And you got people who are going to prosper in doing the work of the Lord. You're going to know the difference because a man that's prospering, but everything he do is just for himself. That's a man that's prospering in Esau's kingdom, a man that's prospering, but everything he do benefits his nation. That's a man that's prospering in the ways of the Lord. See, if you're going to go and talk that mess, your whole, like you say, your whole house is going to fall. He said, except the Lord is there building your house. You're going to labor in vain. Read. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. The watchman waketh but in vain. Matthew 12 and 26. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 26. Read. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? Give me 1 John 3 and 8. Who is Satan? Who are the children of Satan? It say, if Satan casts out Satan, how shall his how shall his kingdom stand? How are you gonna know who is Satan? Read verse John chapter three and verse eight. Read. He that committed sin is of the devil. You got to be able to prove that they committed sin. That's all it is. You got to prove it. That's how you gonna know who is Satan and who is the man of the Lord. And whose house they are building. Read. For the devil sent it from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. So you're going to know a, a tree by its fruits. You got to examine things, man. But some, I'm telling you, people don't examine nothing but their own emotions. They don't examine works. They don't examine facts. They don't examine spirits. They examine emotions. Read. In this, the children of God are manifest. And the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness, is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. Very black and white, man. If you're not keeping the commandments, you're a child of the devil. And we're going to get to that. Give me Matthew 12 and 27. 
We're almost done. Two more precepts. Matthew 12 and 27. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 27. And if I buy Belizebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. See, he say if, 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 if we in here healing the, the children of Israel and we got demons on them, then what are you doing? Because you want to be doing the same thing that we doing, right? Getting people off of drugs, helping people get their house in order. So, are you going to be able to do it in the spirit the same on the same level? They ain't even doing it. They ain't helping people get their house in order. They helping people feel emotional. And that's how you are fighting against the truth. But we're going to get that. Read on. But if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, read, then the kingdom of God is coming to you. People don't want to admit that to themselves, man. They don't want to realize that the kingdom of heaven is going to be just like this. It's going to be order, order, order. It's going to be correction. It's going to be a good time, too. It's going to be brotherhood and unity, love, family. But you cannot have any of that without judgment and order. Read. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods? Except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. He say, how can we get you out of this place, Babylon, if we don't first... Bind up everything that you have been taught in this place and destroy it. You literally have to burn your old man alive, man. You cannot be that man anymore. And the only way to do that is to correct him to death. You have to correct that old man to death. Read. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Simple as that, man. It say if you're not a, if you're not with it, if you're not about it, you against it. So be very careful, because I'm gonna tell you, there's only two sides. You got the side of the Most High, and you got the side of the enemy. Be very careful which side you are on, man, because it's very easy to be on the wrong side of the war, and you will end up dying for it. You'll end up dying for your emotions. And if you got a buddy buddy over here who's always in his emotions. And he talks to you and you, you feel for him and, you know, you, you want to, you know, make it, him feel good and you, you don't like the way he got treated. Okay, die for him then. You know, go into that lake of fire with him if that's the way you feel. That ain't no sweat off our backs, man. We're looking for the kingdom. We're not looking for emotions. On that we say shalom.